Well, that was a little bit of fun. <laughs> Good morning, new community. And I want to say to you, happy Christmas. Wherever you're tuning in from, whether you're solo, whether you're with friends, whether you're with family, I just want to say welcome. Glad to have you with us this morning. Happy Christmas. Do you know that around the world right now, on this particular day, a third of the world's population pauses and remembers the birth of an infant that's transformed their lives and that's changing the lives of people around the world. So wherever you're tuning in from, I just want to say to you, Happy Christmas. It would have been great to have been together, but here we are today. I'm not sure about your year, but if it's been anything like mine, uh, very early on I realized that I just needed to throw out the playbook. Why? Because every time I made a plan, it changed. It kind of fits with Christmas because if there's one thing that's going to actually transform and change someone's life, and that's the arrival of a new baby, an infant child. Just ask a new parent. They'll tell you that their world changed. I remember when our second child came, she came in a rush. And uh, I remember driving to the hospital, the contractions had started. And there Bron and I were. We were in the uh, elevator, bags in tow, heading up to the birthing suite. Right at the very top, we were met by a midwife whose first good news to us was that the very next day she was going on long service leave and she couldn't wait to go. Well, Bron and I felt like she'd already left <laughs> because when it came time for the contractions to intensify, Bron said, can you go and get some pain relief? To which I said, do I really have to go? She said, yes, and she won. So called the midwife, she came on in and there we were. And in a moment, everything changed. What seemed to be just going along swimmingly fine in a regular pace and order became chaotic. There was procedures that hadn't been done. There was a baby about to be born and right there and then the midwife and I had become like buddies, partners, sharing in this moment together. I remember in that kind of time of stress and anxiety, in that moment where everything seemed to be going belly up, that I looked across and in the corner of the room, above the doorway, they hung a cross. And right there in that space, I remembered. I remembered that there was someone who had gone before me. I remembered that there was someone who had paid a price that I could not pay. I remember that there was someone who had defeated death and risen to new life. And I experienced and sensed that that someone was present to me in that very room. And his name was Jesus. I know that sounds kind of weird and strange, but when I think about the biblical understanding of peace, it's not necessarily that it's to do with the absence of noise or clutter or stress or chaos or demands, but what it often describes is this kind of overwhelming sense that you've been carried, that God is with you. That there is someone bigger and stronger than you that has your back and that come what may ultimately at the end of the day, you are safe and you're safe in his hands. You're safe in his arms because you belong to him and you're with him and he is with you. You know, one of the greatest gifts that's offered on Christmas morning, apart from the, the wonder of joy and the hope of life eternal, and the love that transforms, transforms human hearts is that there is a peace available that transcends all human understanding. It kind of don't get it, but it's real and it's offered to us through Jesus, the one who's overcome all things. So let me ask you this morning, 
Do you know that peace that only God can give? It's available to you and it's for you today. You know, we don't have much information about the birthing narratives of Jesus, but what we do have is poignant, it's deliberate, it's intentional. Kind of shouts out and grabs you and says, lean in and listen. What we just heard a little bit earlier on was the the account of the birth of Jesus according to Luke. There's two things that he kind of records that I think he, he wants us to pick up, kind of shouts out loud, grabs us by the collar and pulls us in. There's two things I want to share with you today. The first one's picked up in verse 7. simply says that came time for Mary to give birth, and so she did. She gave birth to that child, and she wrapped that child in cloth, and then she laid it in a manger, which is kind of ancient code for an animal's feeding trough. Yep, that's the same place that animals will stick their snouts, get their faces in the mess, chew and grind on some food, swallow it down. It's the place in which they would be fed think Luke's put that in intentionally because he wants us to tell us something about the nature of this king who this infant would become. He won't be a king just like other kings. He'll be a different kind of king, a kind of king that will be able to relate to the messes in our lives. I guess that means that there's nothing that we can do that will shock Jesus. In fact, because he's identified with being in the mess at the very beginning, that he might be able to speak into our messes and our mess-ups, and our chaos that is there for us. You see, just about four or five lines beforehand, Luke's very deliberate in saying that the most powerful man in the world, Augustus Caesar, had just called for a census. That's also code for taxation. He wanted to increase his coffers and collect money to continue his kingdom and build his empire. And he unwittingly, under the very nose of, of this declaration that people need to return back home to their place of origin that he actually fulfills an ancient prophecy that this little child will be born in the city of David that is in the city of Bethlehem and so to Bethlehem Mary and Joseph go and there they are they place their baby in a little manger I guess what Luke's trying to say is that when you look at the manger and you see a feeding trough it's a signpost It's a signal to the kind of person, this little child that's on the inside, this one that's being cradled and cuddled and loved by his mother and father, but can also relate to the messes of our own lives. I guess he's trying to say that no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done or has been done to you, there's a God who loves you and he wants to speak into the mess and the chaos of our lives to bring his peace. He wants to speak into the mess of and chaos of our lives and bring us a hope. That is that you can have the hope of life eternal, that, that you belong to God and that he ultimately made you for himself. You can find rest in his arms. You can find hope in his son because he's the one who when you receive him into your life, he'll wash you clean, forgive you from all the shame and the guilt, but also breathe a new life into you. He's the one who liberates people from addictions. He's the one that pours transforming love into people's hearts and minds to change them from the inside out. And this is the same child who was placed into an animal's feeding trough. Why? Because it signals the kind of king he is, the kind of person he truly is. He's the one who can speak into our lives and to speak into your messes and mine. So let me ask you this morning, 
Do you know the hope that only God can give through his son Jesus? The second thing that Luke wants to draw our attention to, kind of wants to reach out and grab us and pull us in close, is that when you read between verses 10 to 12 of Luke chapter 2, his account of the birth of Jesus, there's this little phrase that's repeated three times. You could read it and just miss it, read over it and let it go. But Luke's done it deliberately, I think, in order to cause us to sort of prick up our ears and lean in and have a listen as it shouts out to us. You see, this angelic messenger comes and declares that there's good news of great joy. And the angel says it's for you. And it says, for a saviour has been born for you. And he's going to be a king and he's going to be a lord like no other. In fact, you will find him in a manger and he's, he's been born for you. And when you go and you find the mum and dad, you'll know that this is the baby because, of course, he's been placed in this old rusty, if you like, this old feeding food trough. And he's been sent for you. Three times over, Luke says, for you, for you, for you. Now, just before it all goes to your head and it just feeds into the same narrative that life is all about me, he's using the plural. He's saying to the shepherds, that the birth of this child is for them. But the birth of this child is also for you, and for you, and for you, and for you, and for me. (laughs) This child was sent not to get anything from us. This child wasn't sent so he could use us for his own means. This child came for you and I, so that he might ultimately defeat the powers of sin and death that pervade our world, that he might speak in and offer a hope that transcends all understanding that he has defeated death and he offers us life and life eternal. Your, your future can be secured and your present is strong and firm because you've come to know and experience God in the person of Jesus Christ who has overcome all things and he has come in the form of a little child that can speak into our messes because being laid in an animal's feeding trough and that he has come for you and I, for you. So let me ask you this morning, on this Christmas morning, this Christmas day, do you know that peace that only God can give? You see, a writer in the Bible by the name of John, he puts it this way. For God so loved the world that he gave. You see, this is a giving, unyielding, serving, giving God who loves, who reaches down and reaches into your life and mine and bids you come and find life in him. And his message to you is just the same as it was 2,000 years ago, is that no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, who has been done to you, there's a God who can wash you clean from the inside. There, there is a, a king who, who can promise you and secure your life eternal. And, and there is a, a, a person who can actually speak into your life right now and breathe fresh life and fresh joy and fresh hope to wherever you are and whatever mess or whatever situation you find yourself in. And those promises are all wrapped up in a little manger The point to a little child that grew into a great king and that his name is Jesus. You know, this year I buried two people from our community, one older and one younger. 
And I know that if you had spoken close to them, even in the midst of their heartache, even in the midst of their suffering, I know that if you spoke to them, they'll whisper back to you that even though my body is failing, I carry a hope. I carry a hope of the assurance of life to come. Eternity. They would say, I carry a joy, not one that is happy in my circumstances now, but it surpasses all human understanding because I know that I'm loved. And I carry a peace that God is still with me and his son, Jesus, because he has defeated all things when he died on a cross and rose again, he carries me now and he'll carry me with him and to him because ultimately my home is where he is. And so let me ask you this morning on this Christmas day, this great day, this, this infant birth day, do you know that peace that only God can give? I mean, you can open up any present. You can get all the, to- all the tools and all the toys and all the trinkets that you like. And I can guarantee you that in a week's time, a month's time, a year's time, the luster of those things will have worn off. But there is a gift that's sitting under the tree this morning that is eternal and that is life-giving and that is good news of great joy because there is a saviour, a rescuer, a liberator, a king, and he has come for you. He can speak into the mess of our lives. He can transform the human heart and mind. He can give you a hope, a joy, a love, and a peace that transcends all understanding. Why don't those other things satisfy? Because someone once put it like this. God, you have made us for yourself. We're not going to find rest until we ultimately find it in you. You see, that was my experience many years ago. When I opened up my heart and life to Jesus and I said, I believe in who you are. You are the King of Kings. You've risen to new life. You've died to defeat the powers of sin and death over my life and this world. And when I said, come into my life, he did. He filled it with a love which doesn't quite make sense. He shifted and transformed my thinking. And that's still available today as his power ripples throughout this world. And the good news of Christmas morning is that that gift is still available because he's alive and is available And he's here and he's speaking to us right now. You know, that same person, John, said to all who received him, he gave the right to become a child of God. I wonder if you're here this morning and maybe you've heard this Christmas message before or maybe you're with friends and this is the first time. Doesn't quite make sense, but you you also sense that God is present to you and speaking to you right now through not only this story, but this living child, Jesus. Well, I wonder if the, the best gift you could open on this Christmas day would be the gift of him. I wonder if you might pause for a moment and do that right now. The greatest gift you could open on Christmas morning would be to invite Jesus, the very person that we celebrate on this day, to be your king and to be your leader and your boss in your life. Well, right now, I'm going to simply make that possible. And if you would like to pause for a moment and pray with me, I'm going to invite God's living presence, Jesus, to come into your life 
so that you might know the hope of life eternal, that you do not have to fear death and so therefore you can get on with living life for him and with him so that he might breathe his new life into you. If that's you right now, it doesn't matter how old you are, young you are, what position or status you have, it doesn't matter what mess you're in or out of, the offer's for you. And if you'd like to join with me and take that step, then why don't you pray with me as though these very words are yours right now. Let's pray. Dear God, on this morning, this Christmas morning, when we celebrate the gift of your son, Jesus, we thank you. And right now, I ask that Jesus, that you might come into my life. I believe in who you are. I reach out to you now and place my confident trust in you. You are the one who has defeated sin and death. You are the one who breathes new life. You are the one who forgives and washes clean. And I ask that you might come into my life right now. And I ask, Father, for any person who has prayed that, that you might fill them now with your very presence, your spirit, that they might know deep in their heart that something has changed, but that change is good. It's a great good of a great news that Jesus Christ is alive and alive in me. Amen. Well, I wonder if maybe that's all a little bit too short and you've got more questions that you want to ask. Can I challenge you then? Invite you. Don't pause at the tree. Don't just stare at the crib at the manger, but look in at the child. Why don't you over the next few months, if... You're not quite ready to make a step and a commitment. Why don't you ask a friend who's a follower of Jesus? Why not pick up Luke's Good News account and read that? Or why not in the new year decide to join and do an Alpha course, a 10-week Christianity Explained course with me? Love to have you along with us. But I wonder also if this Christmas story is one that you've been celebrating for many years. And this year above all years... We need to celebrate it with more vigor and more gusto and more joy than ever before. Then why don't I invite you right now to pause right where you are, in your living room, on your couch, in your kitchen table, wherever you are. And why don't you have a moment in which you open up your heart and mind, maybe even open up your hands. And as you listen to this next song titled Hosanna, why don't you quietly give thanks and worship the living God for this gift that's been given on this day. And why don't you, with new fresh eyes and hearts and minds, worship the living God because he's been sent for you and you can find him in a manger because he speaks into the messes of our lives because he's the king that can change all things. New community, happy Christmas. I know it's been a hard year. But I'm looking forward to the year ahead and where we can all be together again, physically, but also where we experience the power of God's good news and his spirit transforming people's lives. Have a great Christmas. Stay safe. And why don't you worship the living God right now?